magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to Magic Monday Podcast. <laughs> or welcome so, for the first time, if this is your first time first, listening. Yes. So happy to have you here. Um, we were just talking off off mic. That's some, um, you know, profesh way to... That's just how the, the professional <laughs> might say it. That's the lingo. Yeah. Thank you, the lingo. <laughs> um, and I was like, we need to bring this discussion on mic. So we were talking about how, um, do you mind saying the people that you hate? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to because I know oh, a lot of people, love, they're very beloved that's okay. people. That's okay. And I don't but, hate them. They just right, drive right. me the, crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. We I'll, can talk about it. We actually, I think I book. actually mentioned them by name in my new book that comes out in September oh, in perfect. the shadow work chapter. So. Oh, sure. Interesting. Yes, we can talk I mean, about these them. are famous people. Now, when we say, okay, the reason I brought this up, Tess didn't say hate originally. I, I'm the one who said it because there is this particular person. I won't name this person just because they're not famous, but they're on Instagram as like a kind of guru type. And I was telling her, like, I hate this person. Like, when I look at them, I feel disgusted. And I was like, I really need to look within to see, like, what am I not owning? Because I'm looking at this person and it's bringing up so much disgust. And like, when my kids say they hate someone, I'm like, don't say you hate. Look within to see what is this bringing up in you? Like, what is it that you don't like about this person? Why are you having this reaction? And I wasn't even doing it myself. It, it's very rare for me to feel this way towards somebody. So I was like, oh, this feeling. And then you mentioned, you always have mentioned to me that you just don't <laughs> like Dave Grohl. Well, Dave Grohl drives me crazy. It's that's yeah. the feeling. Like, it's not that I hate his music. I definitely do not love it or even like it, but I don't hate it. <laughs> Um, it, it's more that he just drives, he, like, there's something about him that really just rubs me Makes, the wrong way. Yeah, rubs you the wrong When you say yeah. drives me crazy, you mean, like, you can't stand him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't want to say it, yeah, but well, I'm this helping is, you. Yeah, and the reason the this is in my shadow work chapter in my book is because when there is someone like that, that it's like, why? Like, why would I even spend energy on that? <laughs> like, that it is like, what is there? What can you look at? And this is an ongoing thing. And should I mention the other two? Sure. So if it's you a want similar, to. I, I don't also mean to push it. you on to it. I also have it with Neil Gaiman. <laughs> He's an author. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> and like the thing when I really tap into and again, oh like God. I don't, the, these are not people I hate. I'm just like, ah. Yeah. And it, it, it is like to me, it's like they just emanate this. They uh, The look on their face to me is like, <laughs> I am so great and I know everyone loves me. I just know it. Like it just seems like they're emanating this right. knowledge that they are beloved. And so I was saying to you, like, then that clearly you're not owning that part of yourself where it's like, yeah, I love myself. Like, I am great. Like, that doesn't have to mean that you're better than someone else, but just like, yeah, I'm really great. And I had a similar reaction with this guru guy where I felt like I will just say I'm owning that this hatred that's coming up is actually not about him. 
But this that's how much I have this hatred inside, I guess, for this part of myself. You know, right, that you just that, like that people want to hear what you're saying, that you're helping yes. them, that you know you're being helpful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I like that I'm helpful to people, but it's the way that this guy does it, where it's just like, bleh. like to me, it feels like he, <laughs> I told you, it feels like he's like coming into my house and like dropping his garbage everywhere, and is like, hey, and then just sits down <laughs> like he never did anything. Like it's just like, okay, you want to clean up your garbage? Like that's what it feels like to me. So for myself, I think it is some kind of in between where like I. Oh, yeah, it's like I feel like if I own, like, actually am like, hey, I'm doing transformative work and you can be, I really feel if you resonate with it, you're going to be helped by this, you Mm -hmm. know, that it's akin to being a garbage person. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) To like just being like, fuck y'all. Right. Come on in. Like, that's how much I, I, hate that part of myself maybe that wants to really own it and be like yeah I am doing great work Mm -hmm. which I think I am I know that I am doing very help I hear from people all the time you're doing great work but even saying that I'm like need to tell people that you hear from people yeah like just shut up about it this This is really (laughs) triggering that feeling for me like I can really feel it because I do think often and I was telling Natasha this off mic earlier is that like like I think almost every day I think about like you know I'm good I'm a good writer I'm okay I've gotten a lot better but I I really am not great you You know like yourself mediocre yeah, but I think oh that's accurate. God. And that like oh. I think that's <laughs> that's the feeling that I have about those guys is like that 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 they don't they that you they have no thought that they may be mediocre like to me and that it's like maybe drives me crazy because oh I feel like God. I must continually remind myself oh that I'm my. not great. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, see, and that is so harmful. And you know what this reminds me of is um Brett often says, because that's how I feel about like my art, right? Like, I'm just not good at it. And he always tells me, that's your mother. That's mm-hmm. your mother talking to you. And, because oh, she yeah. did like really tell me that I wasn't any, I mean, like so many ways that I'm not good at art. Um, But I'm like, but no, like, I'm like how you are with him. I'm like, just look at this. This is not, I could not do this if I didn't follow these instructions. And he's like, I haven't been able to do that kind of thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll find reasons why it's mediocre. Yeah. Whereas, like, and I was telling you, I know someone who loves your work so much that they, like, it, they said it, like, got them through the pandemic, this book. And I told you that. And listeners, the look she gave me was like, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> I mean, it was just like whatever. I might have, like it's the same look if, as if I told, as if I just like accidentally dropped a soda on her <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> That's yeah, the same I can look feel I got. This, like, because it is when I think about you doing that, then I am like, see, you're spending all this energy, like naming instead of just doing it and creating it and being joyful about it and letting it flow. Like, you have to be like, no, listen, it's not good, which is like well, exactly what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> and I am doing it, by the way. I still do it when I have time. I'll do art. But I still am just like, eh, this isn't really good. Yeah. I mean, so just funny. like you, you're doing it, but you're not. Although it's interesting because with my writing, I am like, <laughs> I mean, 
it's all such a process. Some days I'm like, well, this is a piece of shit. But like when I finished my book, I was like, I really like this book. Oh, yeah. Like, I so I do have moments of that for sure. Okay. Like, oh, look, I did, I did a good. I, like, I'm always surprised, though. When I look oh at it and God. read it, I'm like, oh, this is better than I thought it was. <laughs> do you see? We'll hear our interview in a little bit. Um. But it reminds me of that, like the stories that you're telling yourself, like that is a story that you've told yourself over and over and over and over that you're mediocre. So it's confirmation bias, which we'll talk here in the interview. This is real deep shadow work right now because I can feel (laughs) like that that shadow work feeling of like, oh, I can feel tears. Like I can definitely feel them building up. You're like a robot. She's pointing to her eyes. (laughs) You know where tears come from. That's where I feel them. (laughs) I can feel them in my eyes and my heart, like that feeling. It's like there's energy there. And it's like that, like, no, you can't let go of that belief that like you have to keep telling yourself that. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So who knew that Dave Grohl and this junkie (laughs) guru... on Instagram are portals to self-discovery. I think, yeah. So it's something that, the last thing I'll say about this regarding us is like, oh, wow, it's all it's all coming together. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say that in the energy report, I've been noticing in so many people, like, and I said this last week too, and it's still happening, is this I this feeling of like, I'm going to claim my space, like mm. in a, not, not just like in a, like, oh, I'm so great, but like in a, hey, I belong here. This is what I'm doing. And this is potent and important yeah. and powerful. And this is it. And this is what this reminds me of too. This yes. Because it's really scary to be like, like, even when I said that, like, people tell me that how helpful I am. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with saying that? Lots right. of people, like, will tell yeah. me that because I'm doing good yeah. work. You have been, you are and- very helpful. I can, <laughs> I, it has, I have experienced that personally. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that boy. is a piece of it, too, is that entitlement, which I, I do think, like, yes. the fact that these are all men, too, that we're talking about yeah. are White men. significant, oh, no. Neil except Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. I forgot. I mean, and um, that also yeah. is connected to my love of Carl Sagan in Cosmos, which is like, why? That's not his fault that he took over that project. It's I don't need to compare them, but for some reason. Oh, for wow, some reason, I, I do. All right. Anyway, well, that's a separate point. But yeah, yeah. we are basically the entitlement is the shadow of inside us, like because we're doing the opposite of entitlement. We're being like, that's not mine. Uh -uh. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, we're not owning it. So Mm -hmm. entitlement looks disgusting. But we anyway. are entitled to appreciate the things that we're doing and offering. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're, we've rejected that within yes. ourselves. And yes. so when we perceive it outside of ourselves, I personally, you know, don't think Dave Gold acts entitled, but I get it what you're saying. Well, yeah, I don't, I, it's not like something any of them are doing except for ne- maybe Neil Gaiman. This guru guy's definitely doing it, let me tell you. Because Neil Gaiman's Instagram handle is Neil himself, just so everyone knows (laughs) what's happening with that situation. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so what's wrong with that? You know, if we didn't reject that within ourselves, it may not feel I should change my Instagram handle to test herself. herself. And you know what? I would love it. 
What? I, I actually would. I really would. <laughs> um, also, I don't want you to feel bad because a lot of people don't like the Foo Fighters. So I just want to. Pr- what is it? Retro- I mean, I don't not, feel bad about not liking the Foo Fighters. Oh, OK. I feel bad about people liking them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just for I like honest. a few of their songs and I do love Dave Grohl for the last few years. I don't know, but I do love him previously to these last years. I used to see him at the farmer's market, and he was real nice from afar. He does seem nice. Okay, so (laughs) moving on, um, those of you who are listening for the first time, we usually go over our cards of the week to talk about how that, but I feel like we we said a lot here, but we can still say the cards were rest- Poppy, yeah. right? It was sleep on it, Poppy, and then you drew corn, the corn or from abundant. the Mystic Shaman Oracle, which is with abundance. Yeah. Um. Okay. Just to review, want... so Just you that's, guys know. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get a lot of rest last week, but I did. I did. Oh, Sorry did. to interrupt. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I just felt I I remembered the card and I and I did feel like I needed some extra rest, so I did take some extra time off and rest. I see, that's good. I had my first somatic experiencing training oh, all yeah. weekend, which was good, but I didn't um rest and then I'm getting ready for my class, so I didn't rest then either, but it was a good week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um all right. So shall we, um, what shall we do now? <laughs> so let's talk about our stuff that we have coming up or what do you, do you right. have a class coming up? I do. So my inner child healing class is starting March 4th. I am going to open registration at the end of February, but um, I have recorded a um, webinar, a masterclass on boundaries, which was really good. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's helpful to so many people. I actually, I've been doing snippets of it and posting it on Instagram, and it's getting quite a reaction. A lot of people are very responsive. Cool. To it. <clears throat> so, if you would like, to, that is free, and it will give you a really good idea of what the inner child healing class is about. I talk about boundaries through the lens of inner child healing. I do a meditation, give you tools, and so if you um, would like to watch that and then also um be aware of when i open registration you can sign up for my mailing list um actually i'm just realizing (laughs) there's probably a place to um on my website that will have you know what go to highest light healing (laughs) and look and see (laughs) if the webinar is there likely there's a place you know what just sign up for my mailing list because yeah. then you'll know where it is. Yeah. I think that's the, the best way to do it because I'm actually not sure about that. So go to highestlighthealing.com and sign up for my mailing list and you'll get the master class as well as um, find out about the class. And really great emails class. too. I love Natasha's Thank you. Email, I appreciate uh, Emails. Yeah. And what well, about you? Okay, so my book, Little Guide to Protection Magic, my new book, it is now out in paperback, too, in addition to Kindle. So you can find Little Guide to Protection Magic, everything you need to know, including protection spells at Amazon. And it is much better than mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Oh my god, you are so ridiculous. Listen, if you want spells for protection, that's the place to go. <laughs> How do you yes. like that? Is that better? That's good. Yeah, you're so- a great writer. You have changed people's lives. Thank you. I think you. we're going to be getting emails. Last time you, you had a hard time with compliments, we got a lot of emails. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone in advance for that. And I also <laughs> would like to say that um, I'm going to be reopening the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts very, very soon. And you can get on the waiting list at testwhitehurst.com. This is my membership program that I really love so much. Every Tuesday night, we do live web chats and rituals. And you can also watch them, watch the replay if you can't make it live on Tuesday nights. And it gives you access to my online workshops, which are video workshops. And there's PDFs that are worksheets. And then there's just this really great online Facebook community too. So that's the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts. Check it out at TessWhitehurst.com. All right. And if you like our podcast or even love it, why don't you review it? We'd really appreciate it. You we can would go to Apple that. Podcasts or anywhere you're listening to it. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, that's that. <laughs> I guess we won't read a review this time. Maybe next time we will read a review. And tell your friends if you have someone yes. who is also magically minded who's a friend or who may become magically minded that you can then talk about magical stuff with you should tell them about our podcast yeah we appreciate it and you know it's fun to listen a lot of times we'll hear like oh people listen with their sisters or their friends and that's fun to talk about yep um and if you would like to ask us a question you can call us at 828-333-7181 828-333-7181 I say it like that because Tess likes Cause it because I like it um, it's calming to me I enjoy <laughs> it <laughs> I could just leave you a voicemail if you want <laughs> I'm just going to listen to that to go to sleep, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah give us a call leave us a voicemail we'd love to hear your voice yeah, and we love to answer your questions. Although this week we're going to have to wait <laughs> because um, we have a great interview coming up. And Oh, yes. Uh, or you can um, email us a question by going to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, and clicking on the Ask a Question part. Um, or you can email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Calm. We really love answering questions. It's it's really fun for us. We really do. And I am looking for. Well, I have David it. Would you like bio. me to read yes, it? Yes, please. Sorry okay. I don't know what happened to it. That's okay. So today on our podcast, we are so excited about our guests. We had we. This is spoiler alert. We've already um, interviewed interviewed him. Yeah. That no, sounds we've right. Interviewed him. <laughs> <laughs> I am a mediocre speaker. <laughs> um, JK, great speaker. Okay. <laughs> so I will tell you a little bit about him. Here's his bio Durgadas Alain Doriel. Did I say that right? I hope Durgadas so. Alain Doriel. Yes. Doriel. Yes. Doriel. I said that part right. Is an evolutionary astrologer, psychotherapist, and mystic. In his day job, he is a conventional psychotherapist. And in his other work, he's a self-help, occult author, and astrologer. He has practiced magic for over 20 years and became a formal initiate of Hermetic Order 
of a hermetic order in 2005, where he engaged in intensive training for two and a half years, which you'll hear about. It's so cool. I think that tradition integrated yoga philosophy and meditation with Kabbalah and occult ritual, all of which Gurgadas continues to study and practice. Since 2010, he also studied with a spiritual teacher from India, including immersive exploration and practice of karma yoga and bhakti yoga in India, and while working on the volunteer staff of several tours of the U.S. and Europe. His first book, The Little Work, Magic Trans. Magic to Transform Your Everyday Life was published by Llewellyn Worldwide in March of 2020. You should really get that book. It's so good. Really good book. So here is our Okay, we are here with Durgadas Alan Doriel. And we, Natasha and I really want to just jump in and start telling him how much we love his book and all the things we love about his book. <laughs> it's called The Little Work, Magic to Transform Your Everyday Life. Well, but I think we can, We. I just want to say, like, when I was reading it, that the it was like the energy i just mm. felt that it was so nice like it, i really felt the energy but so so our readers have some context before okay. we start i mean that's okay <laughs> too but <laughs> let's let's have uh Durgadas tell us a little bit about the book so our readers also know what we're talking about yeah so basically this is the gist of the book once upon a time in the early 2000s i was part of a hermetic order where I first was exposed to really intensive spiritual practice and combining personal work, personal growth work with spiritual practice. Mm, do you, and, just to stop you real quick in case people don't know what a hermetic order oh, is? Oh, sure. Yeah. So hermeticism is actually, it can be a little bit of a broad term because people, as I found on Twitter recently, take it to mean a lot of different things. Mm. But I was part of a hermetic order in the style of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which was an occult movement at the end of the 19th century and the beginning of the 20th century, though it continues on today, and Thelema, which is that which is Aleister Crowley's tradition, and um, or what he founded. And of course, people have taken these in all sorts of different directions. So just because they started in one place doesn't mean that that's where they are today. I know there are different reputations associated with Hermetic orders, but a lot of the Hermetic movements of that time involved a heavy focus on mysticism and ceremonial magic, and also a sense of inner alchemy, of working on ourselves to develop ourselves to live in greater alignment with our intentions. And they may not have used that exact language at that time, but mm -hmm. that's what the process is like. So I was trained in an order that had a very formal process of you're in this degree, you work on your finances while you're also studying this kind of stuff mystically. You're mm. in this degree, you're working on your mind and discernment. You know, you're in this degree, you're working on your emotions. So I just benefited so much from that. And, and then I, uh, well, anyway, so that's what a hermetic order is. Okay. Answer your question. Yeah. And so then, with your book, you benefited so much from that experience that then you wanted to write about it. Do you want to talk a little bit more about how yeah. you put it into the book? Yeah. So what happened is, so then after that, I had an opportunity to participate in a variety of circumstances with a lot of spiritual seekers. And I came to really appreciate 
how rare the immersive experience I had had in the order I was in was where we mm-hmm. had, we each had a mentor and we worked very intensively. You know, I was there for two and a half years, but some people were there for over 10 years. Wow. And, um, and so I just felt like I was able to experience these experiences of consciousness or to, to have these experiences and to heal in certain ways that I don't know that I really believed I could before I had that experience. And I saw a lot of people running into walls and obstacles that I had been through in my training. And I thought, well, you know, I can say something about this that might be helpful. Yeah. That might help people take their practice to the next level or move into a deeper space that they want to move in, but maybe they don't know exactly how to do that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be you join an order and have a direct guide, right? Some of this stuff you can do. Yeah. For people who are, are up for it, I think it can be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to read this part from the introduction to the little work, this paragraph, and then I want to talk about it a little bit. The little work is a development of life skills that enable us to function with increasing ease such that we can devote ourselves to spiritual practice. It's a way of making ourselves the ashram. The name is a tongue-in-cheek reference to the great work, which is the pinnacle of hermetic magic, Mm -hmm. wherein a magician abidingly realizes their divine nature. This is the enlightenment that millions of seekers have aspired toward throughout history. Aside from the rare instances where people become spontaneously enlightened, completing the great work requires many qualities, not the least of which is a sturdy foundation on the physical plane. Mm -hmm. How can we seriously hope to merge with the infinite and, and live to tell the tale if we struggle with tasks like paying bills on time, achieving straightforward goals, and weathering relationship difficulties. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> I learned this the hard way because mm-hmm. I like, I, <laughs> it's, it really encapsulates what I re- would have really liked to have known earlier on in mm-hmm. my magical journey because yeah. it was like, I was 18. I found magic. I found spell books. I didn't know how to pay my bills. I didn't know how to cook, to keep keep house, to take care of my physical body. Like I, I had no idea. I didn't understand boundaries. And, Mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, this is great. You know, instead of being a grown up, I can just do magic and make people fall in love with me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a kid and, and I'm like on my own for the first time in my life. And I'm in Los Angeles. I mean, it was Pasadena, but it was still like, it was (laughs) way bigger than my small town that I was used to. It was just, anyway, I'm just saying it took me a long time to realize it's funny how like. My first book is called Magical Housekeeping. And Mm -hmm. it was like, once I learned like, oh, clearing clutter, keeping your house clean, like taking care of your inner child, being sweet to yourself, cleansing your energy. Like, and so then it's like, you realize, oh, this magic I was drawn to, it wasn't about living in like a fantasy Mm -hmm. novel. It was about just taking care of yourself and like living life fully, you know? Yeah. Well, and I would, one of the things I also say about the book is it's the, I wrote the book that I feel like I needed yeah. when I was a teenager. Cause I, I think what happens to a lot of us who are really inclined toward magic and mysticism is that we have this taste of that world, but we don't necessarily have the skills to be grounded and yeah. centered. 
mm-hmm. and to really embody it in a healthy way. And that was the thing about the training I went through is the training taught me how to, you know, live this in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then it deepened as a result of that in ways that I wasn't expecting, but yes, it's like, there was a quote that I've never been able to find since then that was, I think from Dion Fortune, where she said, you know, a lot of people are mystically or magically gifted, but they have to have this training. They have to learn how to live on the earth first. Mm-hmm. And if they don't learn how to do that, it, it can become actually very harmful to them. Yes. And I, that was so me. And I'm, yeah. and then I got all these benefits from this training and I just wanted to share the parts of it that I'm free to share. I can't talk about all of it, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. So sorry, Natasha, you. No, it's just interesting to hear because we have different paths. Like for me, I found meditation first before, like I wasn't into the witchcraft part of it. It was just like floating with guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of that stuff. And then it was more of like a natural process. And I was a mess, honestly, in the physical world, like a real mess. But I didn't find it detrimental. It was just like, that was like a nice little place I could go. Mm -hmm. But it's true. As soon as I found like, oh, boundaries and uh, and inner child work and all of that, then it was grounded in reality. And then I could like expand what was happening up there into the real, the mm-hmm. physical world. No, yeah. I don't call them. That's real too, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, once, Oh, I was just going to no, say, no, I, think, I think once we get our first real experience of aligned living, where it feels like all of our levels of being are in a flow with each other, you just, it's just so amazing, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful and so powerful. Yeah. And I think until I was in my, and there, there are so many ways to come to that. And this yeah. is just one. But when I was in my training was the first time I really felt that like, oh my gosh, like all of my life is working together. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand. I also didn't understand, um, the idea that magic is both the physical mundane world and Mm -hmm. the spiritual invisible world that took me a while. And that was like, for me, I came to it from clutter clearing and feng shui, like feng shui. I think that it will, when I, when I detected the energetic aspect of Mm -hmm. clutter clearing Mm -hmm. and then learned about feng shui, then I was like, it, it was a way for me to see and physically work with magic and everyday life, like sweeping the floor, you know, yes. and cleansing your energy, creating the space for what you want to yes. experience it. Like it just, it's all one. And then that's like, oh, that's the magical spiritual path right there. Yeah. So yeah, you talk about that. Talk about, um, you talk about in the book about the mundane mm-hmm. and making that part mm-hmm. of yeah. your practice and how that is. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's just a matter of how we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. So I've had, I've had a chance to be part of a few spiritual organizations, some from the West and some from India, and everybody worked on karma yoga, which is the yoga of action, where you are living your actions in a way with the intention of yoga, of union with the divine, of, of spiritual alignment. I mean, there are lots of different ways to explain karma yoga, but basically my hermetic order had a 12 hour karma yoga day every Sunday. It was very Mm. intensive program. Mm -hmm. And that, but that taught you how to work in a way that felt spiritually aligned. Like that's what we were doing it for. We weren't just Mm. moving boxes around. 
And the more I took that from that day and internalized it, I just started realizing that like how I organized my desk had an effect on how I felt, Mm. how spiritually aligned I was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those little details and then washing the dishes became Mm -hmm. an opportunity to just kind of tune in and be Mm -hmm. present and sweeping the floor. Like Tess was talking about, I actually Mm -hmm. had the privilege and the order I was in to sweep my teacher's floor for two years, which Mm -hmm. was a very traditional sort of spiritual seeker experience, but it gave me an appreciation of like sweeping the floor as a spiritual act. Mm -hmm. And the more I experienced that, and the more I just carried what I found in meditation and ritual with me, the more I experienced that, you know, there wasn't an end to the ritual as I wanted there to be. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of how I often tell people like that, there is no real against the flow. Like you're all, even when it feels like you're against the flow, it's all part of the flow. And like part of the practice is embracing that feeling of against the flow. Yeah. yeah breathing into the challenges and the shadows. And that reminds me of something I've seen you tweet Durgadas because mm. for our listeners, uh, Durgadas and I have been Twitter friends for some time. <laughs> we Hashtag have not met in <laughs> We have not met in person until now, even though this is over Zoom. Um, But I did, you, you tweeted something that Natasha talks about a lot that I think is a really cool point. And it was, if you are working to manifest something and it's not showing up, you might want to look to see if you believe you deserve it or not. Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say more about it? No, I mean, I was just going to say that there, there are so many ways that we can unconsciously self-sabotage ourselves with things that we're trying to manifest. And one of them is unconsciously or subconsciously not believing that we deserve it. Because of course, if that's the energy that you're putting out there, what will the response to that be? Right. You know, it's very hard to walk through a door that's closed. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I think sometimes you don't realize that's what's happening. And that's part of where the shadow work and the introspection Mm -hmm. and insight is so important because, because it's also, I would say more, and I'm also a psychotherapist in my day job. I would say most people who haven't done inner work have ideas about themselves and what they think about life that are not what they actually feel at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And until they know that, it can be very hard to manifest in alignment with what they consciously want to believe because they've got that subconscious stuff going on that's in the way. And yeah. that was also part of my spiritual training. You know, I went into my spiritual training, I think I was 23 or 24, 24, and cocky in a lot of ways. That are not fun to think about. And I real, but I realized right, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's all good. It's where I was. But I, I realized at that time that, like, no, I'm so insecure. Yeah. And I'm so hurt from these awful things that happened to me yeah. when I was in middle school and in elementary school. And like I was in such denial of that that I had no idea. Right. But until I figured that out and really was with that pain, nothing that the, 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 the well-being was not going to come into my life. Right. And also we often end up projecting that onto other people, like Mm -hmm. being worried, oh, people are going to think this about me when really it's that 
you think that about you, right. you know, or whatever bad feelings you have being projected out into the world and then get receiving that back. Mm-hmm. I mean, not always, I'm not saying all things that are happening are a result of that, but that is often the case. And also you can't receive something that you don't believe you deserve. You, you can't right. even take it in because it's like, yeah. oh, that doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's even true just psychologically, mm. because when we look at certain, there are certain psychological processes. So one is called confirmation bias, right. where we have right the tendency to filter reality in alignment with our preconceptions subconsciously. So yeah. I work with, when I'm a, in my therapy job, I work with people on this every day. So yeah. if I believe I'm a horrible person, I'm going to filter reality in a way that validates that. Right. I'm, someone's going to give me a compliment and I'm not going to believe them. Someone's right. going to give me constructive criticism. I'm only going to hear the negative. That's right. right. And, yeah. and, so, yeah. and then that story builds. And yeah. it's also true, like from an inner child perspective, I just had a client the other day where it was the, the particular, I won't give the specifics, but this particular wounding of the inner child was, okay, I'm going to switch it up. So it's not about, (laughs) but let's say it's like all men are bad. That's something you hear a lot, like all men are bad because that little like seven-year-old self had a bad experience with their dad. And so then they felt that's, that's who they're looking at the world from, not from the loving inner parent who's like, no, the actually there's, you know, there's yeah. safe people and you're safe with me yeah. and all of that. So that reminds right. me of confirmation bias also. Yeah. Well, and of course what we, the messages of, of childhood through the lens of the child mind, right? Right. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So some, somebody who has a bad experience when they're, you know, 35 is going to have an easier time saying, okay, well, all my future boyfriends aren't necessarily going to cheat on me because this guy did. But when you're six and people are mean to you or you're exactly. 10, it tends yeah. to really get generalized. Yeah. 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 And, and that you think gets this is about conscious. Yeah. 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 So what I love about um, your work too is like that this kind of stuff, like this pain, this shadow, mm-hmm. the like, and, and how it stands in the way of merging I mean, it shows up when you become somewhat more conscious and then it becomes this way of us learning to love ourselves more, coming into harmony with the divine. And it's like, it is, it is not what I thought would happen when I first started getting into (laughs) magic. And that's that ungrounded energy. Like, I think, I think it'd be interesting to talk about why because we have both mentioned now like it can be harmful to get into magic without taking right. care mm-hmm. of the physical world but i think it's interesting too how it will teach you that like you'll learn yeah. you know because yeah. things mm. will not work right or <laughs> you know things will be and but energetically i mean one of the ways to talk about that is that we are not grounded it's like it's like uh, electricity that is not grounded mm-hmm. it can be very useful electricity yeah. but if it's not grounded it can be dangerous and that's like intuitive magical kids like you were like right. I was that right. are like oh I'm gonna do spells you know it's like okay right. you can do spells <laughs> but you're it's gonna be this process where you're gonna start to need to get to know yourself better and yeah. feel your pain and acknowledge yeah. that pain and because but you don't know that but it, it's interesting that we're still drawn to that path mm-hmm. and then it does teach us one way or another 
whether it's like the yeah. cla- the the training that you found or the training that life gave me. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think in my ideal future world, there would just be education mm-hmm. for children and teenagers yeah. who are oriented this way. I mean, there are usually indicators in someone's astrology chart that they mm. have like an inclination in this direction. It's not mm. always the case. But what are often. some of them? Um, well, like, okay, <laughs> if someone has a Pisces moon, if oh, someone okay. has Neptune in the first house, oh, okay. if someone has like um, Pluto conjunct the sun, maybe. What about Pluto conjunct the moon? Would that be? I have Pluto conjunct the moon. You do? Mm. So does my daughter. Ah, well, she's in for a treat. Right? (laughs) Listen, I'm in, we're in for a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that can be, that can be one too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In my, the way I see astrology, astrology, of course, lots of people have different opinions, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you give, if you give young people this training and also just raise them with emotional maturity, being on the front burner, right? Like this isn't my ideal future, future land, but, but I I don't know that everybody has to go through this intensive process of like deep healing from these huge wounds. Like maybe we cannot have these huge wounds to the same degree if we're you know, creating a society that's much more centered around emotional maturity and yes. acceptance of each other. And, you know, and, and, and I think we've improved in that way. Certainly since too. my parents were children. So let's just keep it up. I mean, I see it in <clears throat> my kids and the people around them. And I am in a little bubble, of course, here, mm-hmm. but I really see it a lot that there is a big there's huge changes in terms of emotional maturity, even like in schools and stuff like now there's like no bully policies, you know, where before there wasn't. And there's, I don't know, maybe it's just where I am, but huge acceptance and um, of like trans kids and LGBTQ kids. Like, I mean, it really does feel to me anyway, like there's a lot of, a lot of positive change. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, when I was a kid, so bullying was one of the big things for me. I mean, I was just like horrendously bullied in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, And that's part of how I ended up where I am with all of this. But, but the attitude at that time was basically just sort of like kids will be kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was kind of it. I mean, I'm, I know one, one kid got suspended because they actually had a really bad fight. But barring something like that, it was yeah. just, well, middle school is hard for everyone. Kids yeah. will be kids. And that was it. Yeah. And do you know what? Like now middle school doesn't seem as hard. I don't know. Maybe it's just my kids and their environment. But I'm like, I was bracing myself for a terrible uh-huh. middle school year. And they actually are loving it. Like my daughter's not in high school even. So I really feel like all of this work that everybody's doing is like, changing it and there is a wave and there is support for that well I'm not a parent but I my inner child has really enjoyed my little pony and adventure time (laughs) and because those two shows to me in two different ways they teach like a lot of what I learned in the magical spiritual path I mean (laughs) yeah yeah, like there's a show called Steve Universe. Do you know that? that? I've seen a, a few I've of the heard episodes. Of that, but I haven't seen a couple of my friends really like it. Yeah, I mean, it's helped my um, daughter. Like, 
she told me it helped her with her anxiety and also feel comfortable coming out. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's so much more support now. Yeah. Good job, Generation X and Millennials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, Representation matters. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I wanted you to talk about this idea about the universe, to switch gears a little bit, but Mm -hmm. the universe being continually growing. Is that how you put it? Like this continual process of becoming, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So I come at this from the alchem an alchemical perspective. And I've also studied like um, yogic philosophy. And so there's this sense of, there are these cycles of creation and in Kabbalah, we see, um, you know, energy coming from an initial unification, moving into form, moving back again, and then moving back again and moving back again. Um, so really, my cat is now participating. Uh, <laughs> we love I'm, all cat participation here. <laughs> um, I mostly, I think mostly the way that I have been taught about that is just that that process is happening and we're part of it. And it's this ongoing cycle, right? And people describe it in different ways in different parts of the world. But that, but that um, and this is what inner alchemy is about, that, you know, there's a quote from alchemy, which is that uh, I think it's things move toward their preordained, that things, everything moves toward its preordained state of perfection. Mm. And now perfection isn't necessarily something we're going to achieve in a human life, Mm -hmm. but that there is this energy moving in that direction, right? And we can go with it. We can just let it do what it's going to do with us, or we can push against it. And so part of what my book is about and what I was trained in how to do is to go with that. Like my hermetic teacher used to say, if you really get a feel for um, spiritual work, you can work through like four to five lifetimes worth of karma in one lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say that all the time. Yeah. 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 I really love that. It feels very inspiring to me and it's how I feel too. Like even after we leave our bodies, we're still always growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Like it never stops this becomingness. Yeah. And I love the way you phrase that. I mean, I have tapped into that too. I think of it as I I call it a natural momentum and flow that our life has. Mm -hmm. And I, that's why I, I think of clutter clearing and feng shui, um, space clearing, shadow work, all of that as like getting out of the way of the natural flow, clearing away that, that which isn't aligned with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my life's goal, really. I mean, I think that there's a lot of absolute, so I use this analogy in my book. It's not a perfect analogy, but like when you look at animals that are raised in horrible conditions in the human world, like you don't see that in animals in the wild. Like they Mm -hmm. develop all kinds of problems that they're not going to have, even in violent circumstances in the natural world. Mm -hmm. Because we can do a special kind of damage with like a puppy mill, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the circumstances that we live in are so different from the natural circumstances that humans, human beings would be in. And of course there's benefits to that modern medicine. Fantastic. Sign me up. Right. (laughs) No, a heater, an air conditioner, refrigerator, right. Walls. Wonderful. Like (laughs) some some of it's fantastic, 
But some of it also is most of us have even lost a sense of how to feel that connection with nature right? and that fundamental alignment. And what a lot of people will say when they sort of criticize that is they'll say, oh yeah, but you know, nature is all this violence in nature and there is, yes, but there's also this harmony too. Mm-hmm. And when you can feel that it, it's like, there are so many problems that we face on a psychological level that are really, um, tended to, as we learn to align with just the natural flow of energy yeah. and, and, yeah. and being in nature is one of the best ways to feel that. Yeah. There's this book called, um, why zebras don't get ulcers. Mm. And it's, um, I was, I actually learned about it in somatic experiencing program, how they were talking about how it's, I mean, this is a simplified way to describe it, but that they're connected to their bodies basically. And like when something Mm -hmm. happens, like when they're being run after almost eaten, then they release it. Like they run it off or they, you know, they don't sit there and hold on to it and think about it. They release it and they're, yeah, at one with the nature, but also with their bodies in the nature. Yeah. Well, and if you look at babies, right, they cry and shriek and yell, but then it's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. They know how to have an emotion. Yes. And, you know, one of the, I think one of the most unhealthy things that, that people teach their kids is not, is how, not how to have their feelings, right? Stifle yeah. it down. Don't feel that. Push that away. Like there are healthy ways to have emotion. And when we know how to do that, it doesn't become this huge thing that we carry for all of time, most yeah, right. of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have yeah. to process it and release it. And that's another thing from somatic experiencing is that trauma is actually not the event, but the experience in your body, mm-hmm. that it stays in your body from not having released it, from right. not accepting it, loving, you know, moving it through. Yeah. 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 But that nature thing too, man, when during the whole election, when I was just like mm. overwhelmed with not just the election, but just all the feelings of everybody mm-hmm. in the country and everything. I, every day went to the Creek by my house and I would mm. breathe and I would focus on earth. Like, oh, there's rocks, there's right. dirt, there's trees. And then air, like, oh, feeling the air on my skin, right. fire, there's the sunlight and water streaming. I would just go through the elements, like one yeah. after the other. And I mean, maybe for 15 minutes or something a day, but it was I, so necessary, so needed during that time. And it just yeah. like would change my energy. I knew it would too. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure it connects you back to your body. Even that also that looking around Mm -hmm. and noticing the nature amplifies it, but like it brings you into the present moment. You can even do that in your room right now. That's called orienting actually. And so my experience is like, look at what do I see? What am I, what's Mm -hmm. in front of me? And looking at something that makes you feel good that you can regulate with like nature is really extra helpful. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think, so I like to distinguish between thought dependent reality, which is the reality that we sort of think into being or agree exists and only exists at the mental level and inherent reality, which is like nature mm-hmm. right? or your physical body yeah. your breathing, yeah. um, you know, and I think that when we get really in touch with more inherent reality experiences, meditation can be that. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. Mm -hmm. Um, It also helps give us perspective. And then that is helpful too when stuff is happening and like what 
many would call the consensus reality world where you're like, what is going on in this yeah. mental thing we've all created together that's become a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's a common yeah. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Tess, I remember one time when all everything was going on, I went to the beach. I had, it was wonderful. I got to go to the beach and I just looked at the ocean for like 15 minutes. And Ugh, it was like, this could be so any nice. moment in history, mm-hmm. right? right? And anything could be going on in the world of humanity. Mm-hmm. Here yeah. I am looking at the waves and people yeah. have this forever. Yes, yeah. that, that is a really great distinction because it's true. It's like, I think about that sometimes when I get all like worried or just preoccupied with what's happening in the world, the story on the right. news. It's like my experience of that is just a story. I mean, right. is it yeah. really, is there some real experience or reality to that? Yes. But like my experience of it is a story I read in an article or yeah. heard on, you know, yeah. and then me being at the creek is me feeling myself sit on a rock and listen right. to the water yeah. and feel the wind on my skin. It's a whole other thing. And be in yeah. present time. Like yeah. this is actually yes. happening here now. To me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I wish we could talk to you for another forever. Forever. But we need to just stay <laughs> talking forever. Thank you so much for having me on. It's Thank been you. So wonderful. It was yeah, so it was great. So I did great hanging out with you. Yeah. Maybe next time we can talk about the problem with looking at transit sure yeah Yeah. we have a lot more we could talk about so many more questions but yeah thank you so much thank you oh and for having me and where can people find you oh yeah i'm on instagram at durgadas alon doriel and i'm on twitter at durgadas a doriel yeah okay great on facebook too but really i'm on instagram and twitter (laughs) well thanks again thank you so much for having me Okay, we are back. I don't know why I was just reminded. I don't know why this is the first time I was reminded of this. But when I was 15, um, my friend and I would get high and record ourselves. Mm. Because basically, oh, I wonder if I'm bringing this up because it was like, we thought we were so funny. You know when you first smoke pot and you think everything yes. you say is really funny? Yes. I was the one who would be in the corner in a party just writing down everything. Ah. Literally writing down what everybody said, what I said, what like funny things that happened. Yeah. Um, I still remember some of the things because I wrote them. Yeah, I used to, I mean, I actually did that too. I had a, book, really? a quote book of funny things. Yeah. From, like, college when I first started smoking pot. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, one time we recorded ourselves and I said, we were listening to, like, a Beatles song and then we came back and I go, here we back. (laughs) (laughs) That is really funny. Is it? I think it is. Okay, I find it funny. So that's what I wanted to say at that (laughs) moment. Here we back. (laughs) All right, is it time for my segment? It is. Great. It's time for... The energy report. <laughs> I gotta come up with a new one and stick with it. You're just like winging it every single time now. Every single time. Well, what I really want to do is just be like the energy report. Maybe oh, I'll do that. Let's do that. One. Okay, I'm gonna do, do that. Do you wanna do it right now? Again? No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My point is I just wanted to be like, I don't have to go up. I don't have to worry about hitting a note. It's just like, do, 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 do. Huh. 
like yeah. that. Okay, that sounds <laughs> the good. I like it. The energy report might be too low. Okay, <laughs> I dig it. Whew, thank you. All right, so you know what? What the energy report this week? Well, first of all, if you're new here, the energy report is the energy trend that I'm seeing in myself and my clients and the astrology and feeling into for the week ahead. Um, so. It has been more of what I was talking about before in terms of people like awakening more and more to the sense that they have power, like that they are, we're here for a reason. They are here for a reason and that there's power in there and there's something to express. It's like this knowing and I'm feeling it as I'm saying this, like in the heart chakra, actually, mm. like this heart for lack of a better word, it sounds cheesy, but seed has been more like it's starting to sprout. What do seeds do? Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> but don't they do something first? They don't percolate. Just percolate. Or is that some? Is that babies? I'm not seeing you know either. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like it's like not like not quite spreading, but just like germinating and like. And feeling it like it's like, oh, wait, I it's not hasn't sprouted yet <laughs> if we're using this analogy, but it's just like germinating and like it's getting awakened like yeah. to its potential of what it might sprout into. Mm. Um, So that's the feeling that's been happening along with this cloudiness still like this real like confusion. Who am I? What am I doing here? What do I want? What's happening? Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> no. Um, so, but kind of where am I in the sense of like maybe not even feeling fully in your body, like just feeling cloudy. So a lot of that's been happening. As I said last week, the vacuum is really great way to start in terms of just clearing out the energetic field first. So imagining a gold vacuum is vacuuming out everything in your aura and outside it if you want, put it outside your space and explode it. You can do that as many times as you want. But on a deeper level, to get to the through this confusion, part of what's been happening is there's confusion because there's been a lot of ignoring of intuition ign or not wanting to feel feelings. So therefore, then that kind of doubles on itself and becomes like, well, I don't know what I feel. Uh, yeah. You know, it becomes like a, a mess, you know, like a messy stew of energy mm -hmm. so a really great way to come back to that um i find you know no surprise here is through inner child work in terms of just acknowledging the feelings like whatever it is writing it down is really helpful just like free um free writing without editing at all just like okay, what am I feeling right now? Just write it out. Like, I feel this, I feel this. Don't edit it, don't think about it. Um, that's your letting your inner child just have their say. Excuse me, have their say. Have Just like get it out. That helps also move the energy. It helps create a little more clarity about what's going on. Um, and it helps you feel more connected. So it's not just the inner child at play, but it's you the inner parent allowing this to come out allow like you know having a safety net so to speak to let this dialogue come out yeah so that the, between the vacuum and that I think that's good 
the other thing I will just add is, um, again, coming back to the body too will help like coming back into present time. A lot of times when we feel confused or cloudy in our space, then we're not in our bodies. We just get more disconnected. So, you know, if you can like dance to a song to move your body, get the energy moving, you know, stay connected, um, even just conscious breathing, whichever feels good to you at the moment, looking around, like we talked about, um, you know, in the interview, like orienting by like looking around the room. Okay, here I am in present time. I'm in my body. I keep getting the image of like jumping on a trampoline or dancing to music to like kind of in a fun way bring yeah. you back into your body. Yeah. So that's what I'm feeling that it's very powerful to be owning our space, owning our bodies like we were talking about yeah. before. And then like, you know what? Next level is to owning our accomplishments, owning yeah celebrating ourselves which is something I talk about in the inner child healing a lot like having that be and in the boundaries workshop talking about how important it is to acknowledge our strengths and our and what we feel and what we're bringing into the world yeah yeah I just that uh, well that whole energy report I was feeling like I was in a sort of alternate sort of trancey dimension because it was just really resonating with me so much, like the ways I've been feeling and stuff. But I was also just connecting what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast with that inner child stuff, like realizing that for me, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to try to embrace that I'm, I'm a great writer, but like fundamentally, like I just love being me like that I feel like that is what I think about with Dave Grohl maybe it's that Dave Grohl and all three of those guys that they like love being themselves they just love it and like what really that is annoying me about them like that's interesting I just want to say what popped up when you were saying that was like were you allowed to ever celebrate yourself or acknowledge your accomplishments I was not oh yeah I mean well I feel like my parents liked when I would succeed at things because then it made them feel also like they were succeeding succeeding. so yeah yeah Yeah, I mean in a way yeah but what if you weren't good enough quote unquote like there is probably I did have fear of of not being valuable to them by not being great like I had a, I always had a fear of like not being the most beautiful and the funniest and the yes. most talented. Like I definitely felt like I wouldn't be lovable if I wasn't all of those things. Right. And so therefore it's like your book isn't the Nobel Peace Prize winning <laughs> book. So it's like it's mediocre. Oh, Did it yeah. transform a lot of people's lives? Right. Okay. But it wasn't, yeah. you know. But it like Louise I just am kind of feeling like it's it's even beyond that, even beyond yeah. like, let me decide how great my work is. It's more like, let me just really love being who I am yeah. and doing what I do. Like, that feels yeah. so powerful to me right now. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said initially, too, a lot. Like, yeah, it's great being me. Yeah. Like, not even judging what it, what's coming out or not. Yeah. But I do think also there is neat. When you said inner child, I did feel this feeling of like my inner child and also and your inner child like needing to just know like hey you you like 
you are doing great even if it isn't like the best book that's ever been written in right? best selling but like that was a great book like yeah. need like really acknowledging that yeah. but you're right about Dave Grohl <laughs> back to Dave Grohl <laughs> I think he does like the reason I love him is because of what you just said that he loves being like he looks like he's having so much fun yes. just like whatever happens happens like I'm he can feeling, just go with now, the flow I'm realizing now I actually am feeling guilty now because it's like <laughs> no. it Dave Grohl shouldn't like he shouldn't <laughs> not enjoy being Dave Grohl just because I don't love his music well, don't worry, Tess. He he doesn't <laughs> doesn't affect. Him oh at yeah, all. good. I know he's not really like <laughs> feeling that, but I just mean like in general, I feel like that. It, maybe I also feel guilty toward myself for that. Mm, of like, yes. you need to be the greatest at something in yes. order to feel happy to be you. You know. <laughs> yes. You. Oh, I'm really glad we're saying this. Like, you need to, yeah, be having whatever that means. This. Mm -hmm hitting this level of success if you're gonna enjoy yourself today right. yeah even. like it's okay to have a look on your face like ah, oh, i just love being <laughs> me and everybody else is loving it too <laughs> oh <goodness>. so, <laughs> so okay. funny i just think maybe <laughs> dave Grohl doesn't um care or like he just doesn't take in if people like him or not like whatever man yeah you know yeah, he's, like he's just, um, yeah. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it feels very different to me. I feel like Dave, Dave Gold feels very, like, down to earth and, like, yeah, okay. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Jeremy Renner. Is, okay, we don't need to talk about this. I hope you got something out of the energy report. <laughs> okay. that was it. So right. now it's time for Practical Magic. So there's actually a lot of stuff happening this week. Hmm. Um, I really want to focus on the uh, Random Acts of Kindness Day, oh. which is uh, Wednesday. But okay. also we have, so today's President's Day. Oh, we forgot that it was a holiday when we recorded this. So oh, Monday, okay. the Monday this comes out, President's Day, also Lupercalia, the Roman holiday, the ancient hmm. Roman holiday. And then Tuesday's Mardi Gras. And then um, <clears throat> Random Acts of Kindness Day is Wednesday, and Mercury goes direct on Saturday. So there's some oh, energy happening. That's but, nice. Yeah, I didn't but, realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the last week of Mercury retrograde. But anyway, so, and that probably is contributing to that fog, too. Oh, yeah, feeling. that could be. Yeah. Um, but so random acts of kindness day. So today on Wednesday, it doesn't have to be Wednesday. It could be any time this week. This is my suggestion is to light a candle and maybe incense and, and or diffuse essential oil and get into a meditative state with your journal or notebook and Think about some ways you would like to do some random acts of kindness. Maybe one, maybe you want to surprise somebody with flowers or, um, you know, any number of random acts of kindness. You could put like a $5 bill in some random uh, mailbox or something, you know, put that underneath someone's windshield wiper. It was Valentine's Day yesterday. Oh, right. If you're listening to this Monday. So you could pretend that um, it I uh, know. Just do it. 
I was going to say you could pretend the flowers you didn't send on Valentine's Day were for this. Oh, sure. <clears throat> yeah. And so um, so just kind of meditate on how you would like to do some random acts of kindness and even also how you might want to build in some non-random acts of kindness into your life. Because the, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really, it has been so life-changing for me to do. Now I do every Thursday, I do one Akashic clearing and then I donate all the money that I make from it, which is $111 to charity every week. And it's like just really changed my mm. life experience. It's, wow. I've been donating to this charity called Give Directly, which just gives $1,000 to people who need it. Oh, wow. like a thousand dollars for a month mm -hmm. and um it helps me to feel connected it helps me to feel like I'm offering something and this is uh it inspired me to start doing that I know I've talked about this before too it inspired me to start doing that when I read The Life You Can Save by Peter Singer which I really recommend and so if you can build something like that into your week or into your month, it could be, to me, it feels like volunteering. Like it's my way to volunteer at home. Yeah. I'm also doing, I feel like it is so helpful to do an Akashic clearing for a person, but it, then it also mm. helps me to feel inspired to do that. And then I channel that money into helping someone who is in need. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, if you can find a way to, whether it's volunteer or like do something like that where you create some money that wasn't there, wouldn't otherwise be there and then donate Maybe it. Maybe you could contact a local um, animal rescue and see if yeah. they need fosters. Speaking <gasps> That's of which, something we will, you could do. Yeah, it's just like. We'll be getting three new kittens uh tomorrow you I guys think. are mm -hmm. yeah I mean, so that's your kittens. way like one of your mate i mean you have a lot of ways that you do non-random acts of kindness that are yeah, built into your life but yeah it just it really changes it helps me to feel so many more wonderful feelings and like i do think that has contributed to the way I like on my birthday, you know how I sometimes have in the past gotten depressed on my birthday. I really yeah. feel like when how that's been turning around the last couple of years, mm -hmm. like that donating, maybe it was just this last birthday that yeah. it was like that was when I had been doing this. And that and then I instead of like, I don't know, somehow that helps me to feel like, yeah, you know, I'm offering, I'm helping, I'm doing my best to help yeah. people who need it. So that's my advice for this week with because it, it's part right. just like we talked about with Durga Das too is like that all of that is part of the magical spiritual path and that can be yes. a way that you can also think of doing that as an offering to the divine as an offering to your eternal self as a way to you know just activate your intuition by contributing in that way to something bigger than yourself you know it's like a way to connect mm -hmm. so yeah that's what I'm feeling for this week. I love it. Yeah. Connecting in that way helps you feel part of the whole. Too. Yeah. Um, just another quick option. One thing that we're doing, too, is if you call, like, a local um, homeless shelter organization and see, like, if they need donations or some kind of help like that, we're doing this. Uh, we have people here. It's called Beloved. Um and they are literally angels. I mean, like, they are just angels on the streets. Oh. I, oh, my God. These people, like, they literally walk the streets of Asheville. Like, they 
find people to help and like give them things and Aww. now they oh they're so amazing that's not even the beginning of what they do when the ice attacks were happening they were like driving out and and finding um bilingual people to help like people to help them and uh they're literally on the streets just like going into the places where homeless people are How living beautiful it's a non-profit yes that's so local. cool yeah, because it, it's like, I think one of the things that we feel in our culture, probably in many cultures across the world, is that there is a lot of inequality. It, it's just, it's really unfair. There's yeah. not, it's not an equal playing field. And but also, like, they're in it alone. Sorry to interrupt Yeah, you. no, exactly. And so, <laughs> it, and so we can just feel like, it, as sensitive people, I mean, we'll still feel sad about that. We'll still feel sad about animals that need homes and people who need money for basic necessities. It doesn't mean we won't still feel that pain, but it does help. It really helps to be like, I am doing something to help uh, create more equality and more fairness. I'm not solving the entire problem, but I'm doing what I personally can. I just, for me, like as a sensitive person, I think it's so, so valuable. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, along those lines, let's promote ourselves. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> okay. Um. Tell us where they can. Everyone can find you while I go get an oracle deck. Oh. Okay. You can find me on my website at tesswhitehurst.com, which is where you can find a lot of uh, free spells and rituals and guided meditations and magical inspiration. And you can find me on Instagram at tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And where can we find you, Natasha? You can find me at highestlighthealing.com and you can sign up for my mailing list there, get the masterclass on boundaries, schedule a session with me, whatever it is you'd like, as well as on Instagram at highestlighthealing and also Facebook, highestlighthealing, mostly Instagram. I mean, I guess I share at the same time. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, which is where I put the show notes every Monday. So if we mention a book, you can find a link. Maybe we mention a TV show, the Oracle decks we use. Um, and you can sign up for our email list there if you go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click subscribe. Because now we are sending out an email whenever a new episode drops and we're putting images of the cards that we draw into the email so if you want to see those images and then know as soon as there's a new episode be sure to sign up for our newsletter and you can find us on instagram at magic monday podcast on facebook at magic monday pod and we also have a listener group called magic monday podcast listeners that's true all that's true well, I'm going to be reading from the Starseed Oracle, mm. Rebecca Campbell. Okay. Um, and I picked fall into my arms, surrender, holding the opposites, extremities, extremes of life. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm writing it down. <laughs> That's why I said it like that. <laughs> okay. I'll send you Got a it. Pic. I took a picture of it. Oh, thank you. And I'll send it to you. 
Um, okay. So it says the great mother ushered you in when you took your first breath and she'll be there when you draw your last. She knows how challenging life can be, that being human can be lonely and confusing, that the polarity and separation can be excruciating when your soul remembers the oneness of source. But at the same time, it can be glorious and sweet. So often we see things as either good or bad. When things go well, we make it mean that we're being rewarded. When things are bad, then perhaps we've done something wrong. However, we're here, all here, to expand and grow, and it's through the extremes of life we do exactly that. You're being invited to welcome the highs and lows of the human experience, to let them initiate you more fully into life the agony and the ecstasy, the beauty and the bitterness. This life is but a single breath in the inextinguishable existence of your experience as a soul. The Great Mother wants you to hand over your loneliness, worries, hurt, sorrow, fears, burdens, and doubts, to lay them on her altar, to fall fully into her arms, to remember that while these extremes are difficult, they can also be magnificent. The more wildly the pendulum of your life swings, the more truthfully you can say, I've truly lived. Oh, beautiful. So nice. I love that. All of it. Like what we talked about with Durgadas. I know. I love it. Okay. So I drew from my Cosmic Dancer Oracle Practice Daily, which is what we got last time I used this deck, which was just two weeks ago. How funny. And so I'll read the first paragraph. Some days it's easy to show up and do the work you need to do. Other days you feel less inspired. This must not halt your quest to create momentum for yourself. You are now lovingly guided to honor your values and desires. Commit to methodically moving toward your goals each day. Sometimes small steps, such as taking a few moments to meditate, journal, chant, pray, or say affirmations, can keep your mind and spirit focused on your divine calling and treasured intentions. And this is um, so perfect for moving into the year of the metal ox, too. The ox is so much about methodically moving toward our goals. I love that. And, and... When we do that work, like Durgadas was talking about, the daily work of meditating or even just like journaling for two minutes, doing Mm -hmm. that kind of practice I was talking about of letting your inner child speak, just doing that daily is a huge difference and it makes a huge difference and you don't have to do it for that long. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay. We love you. Being me and everybody else is loving it too.